I'm Bridget Owens, and you're listening to the Waxing Soul Podcast. Join me on an exploration of mindful modern magic, a journey towards deeper understanding of self, and transformative individual spirituality. It's May 27th, 2021, and today's episode is number four of a special seven-episode series on the basics of magic, all about the everyday nature of magic and how it's woven into the very fabric of our lives. Are you ready to grow your soul? This is the midpoint of the series, and we're getting into the real meat of things. You know, we're kind of moving past the stuff about what is magic, the real foundations of this stuff, which is really important, you know, a really important jumping off point for a lot of reasons. Um, when I was starting out this journey, this, this path into paganism and magic, my big frustration was that so much of what's out there starts with all kinds of assumptions that you already know or believe some things about the nature of and the need for magic and skips right past the questions of, you know, is this even real? What is the foundation of all this? Where does this come from? And for some people that's fine, but that's not me. <laughs> I want to kind of know where the roots of things reach down to, what it grows from. And it's not just a matter of needing to know it's real or true or whatever. It's not just that I want to pick things apart. The thing is that there's a difference between wanting to have the benefits of something, wanting to be able to do something, and truly wanting to understand and master that thing. And this is one of many areas of life where I'm definitely not content to just know how to get it done. Uh, I want to be able to do it for myself at the very least. Like, you know, I've used the metaphor of magic being like cooking before. There's a difference between wanting to have good food, wanting to know how to cook good food, and wanting to be a chef. Or, let's try another one, um, there's a difference between using the bus system, learning how to drive, and learning how a car works. Like, those who, there are those who want the benefits of magic, who want to manifest things but aren't really interested in knowing the ins and outs of what magic is and how it works. You know, they just want the here's how to do this spell part. And I'm going to guess that most of those people aren't still listening here because all this stuff that we've been digging into would just be boring and frustrating, like giving turn-by-turn -turn directions to somebody who really just needs to know which bus to get on. Um, or explaining the recipe for, you know, good tomato sauce to someone who just wants their pizza delivered. So what we've gone through so far, digging into what magic is, where it comes from, that's what it takes to get past, you know, I want magic in my life, and into I want to learn to do magic. You know, all the exercises and stuff in the downloads so far, all the, all the digging into our relationship with our magic and energy and all of that doing those things gets us past just following instructions and doing what others tell us is the correct thing and lets us start crafting workings for ourselves, taking the reins, taking the wheel. And it's important to understand that there's some limitations in, in being at that first phase. Like, both metaphors are good for this as well. If, if, you, if you always order food, get takeout, buy ready-to-eat things, and you don't know how to cook, there's going to be a limit to your ability to find exactly the food you want to eat when you want to eat it, right? And, you know, if you rely on public transportation or rides from other people rather than driving, 
is sometimes you're going to struggle to get where you need to be when you need to be there. So if you want magic in your life, if you turn to other practitioners or you rely on having someone tell you exactly how to do things, you're going to be limited in what you can manifest. You know, the magic in your life will essentially be other people's magic. So you're limited by them, their knowledge, what they can share with you. It's not your magic. And while there's nothing inherently wrong with that, it's just like, I mean, if you've, if you've ever been reliant on public transportation or not had the ability to prepare food for yourself, you know how limiting that can be on something that is part of your everyday life. And magic, this is today's big lesson, magic is everyday too. And I mean that both in the sense that it's not like a special thing that we only access in certain circumstances and in the sense that it's an inherent part of our day-to-day existence, you know, just like eating and going places. We can make it special, sure. Like sometimes it's appropriate to put on some robes and light all the candles and cast a big-ass circle. Um, Just like sometimes situations call for a fancy multiple-course dinner or to rent a moving truck, you know. But but not every meal is a dinner party, and not every drive is a cross-country road trip. Like, the vast majority of what we need magic for, what we learn to use magic for, is just regular, everyday stuff. It's shaping the life around us that we want to live. It's shaping who we become day-to-day. And that may be a big shift for a lot of people, but it's a necessary one to really learn to do magic. You know, magic isn't about a reality or a dimension beyond ours. It's not all wrapped up in the otherworldly. It's not gods and beings and powers. You know, that stuff, that's religion. (laughs) That's belief. And magic isn't that. It's part of our everyday world. If you're enjoying this episode of Waxing Soul, the experience doesn't stop with the podcast. Each week, we dive into a different part of the world of spirituality, magic, and self-evolution, and most episodes feature a companion download, which you can find at bridgetowens.com slash podcast. Check out last week's episode where we discussed how magic and spirituality come down to energy and what that really means, and come back next week when we'll continue the series and talk about intuition, our subconscious, and how our brains do magic. Now back to the episode. So now that we're into this transition period, we're going to be moving past the foundations of learning to do something and into the stuff that allows us to master something. And I didn't plan it this way, but it works out nicely. Um, The thing about learning to look at magic as something that's mundane, that's part of our normal, boring lives, is that you know, well, for a lot of people, that's going to be a huge shift in the approach to learning magic. And it's kind of like, okay, so there's one thing that I've learned as I've gotten older about the nature of the world, the the nature of human existence. And that's that things are just not as complicated as we tend to make them out to be. And part of that is because modern society has gotten all wrapped up in this idea of expertise, of qualification, of there being hoops to jump through before you're deemed able to do things. And we make out most skills to be something that 
take special education to learn and that are difficult to master. And some things like, yeah, I mean, like brain surgery is not something just anyone can learn. Like nuclear physics isn't something you pick up from reading a couple of books and taking a seminar. But most things are not as complicated, not as restricted, you know, not as difficult as we've made them. And that's one of the big realizations I've had about the world in general, that most people look at new knowledge, new skills, all of that as some big mountain to climb, something that requires some special qualities to take on, when most of the time, stuff is way simpler and easier to learn than we expect. Like, how many people do you know who don't know how to cook, and it's mostly because they consider cooking to be something that you have to have a talent in, or because they're afraid to mess up and do something wrong, or they think it requires special tools and equipment or whatever. You know, the, the reality is that the basics of food preparation are simple. You know, a certain amount of it is, is downright intuitive. You know, got a piece of dead animal, apply heat to it to make it safe to eat and make it taste good. Like, plants too tough to eat, you boil them to, to soften them. Salt make things, makes things taste better. Certain flavors taste better together than by themselves. Like, our basic human instincts, just like the instincts of every other animal, include some basic guidance on getting sustenance. And I'm going to be really leaning into this metaphor pretty hard today, but it works. You know, we have an instinctual basic understanding of magic, which I talked about a bit in the first episode in the series. And I think it's like hunger, a, a craving for magical things, meaningful habits and rituals and objects with special significance and actions that we take to bend reality in ways that aren't obvious or necessarily logical. You know, we respond to life in magical ways already. And learning magic is, in part, just tapping into that, you know, leaning into that, rather than stifling it with the things that we've learned from society about how it's not okay. You know, learning it isn't something that requires special training, special teaching, special skills. It's not for the elite. It's not difficult. I mean, you can make it as difficult and as complicated as you want to just like cooking. But at its root, it's not. It's every day. It's, it's common. And that means not only is it accessible to people, but it means that a lot of us are standing in our own way when it comes to learning magic, because we've put up, we've put it up on, you know, like the same level in a way as brain surgery or nuclear physics, like probably not that high, but, but you get me, right? Like all the stuff that we've been told about special hidden knowledge and stuff you can only learn as you ascend an initiatory tradition, tradition and all of that stuff. You know, there's a place for that. Absolutely. But that's tradition. That's structure. That's specific types of magical practice. It's like telling people that they need a medical degree to put a Band-Aid on a paper cut. And I would 100% say that the biggest thing standing in the way of learning magic for most people starting out is this fear of doing it wrong, um, fear of not knowing something important, fear that they aren't at the level yet where they can do magic. But magic is every day. It's, it's not for special purposes only, special tasks only, special people only. So part of the activities, part of the challenges in this week's download um, are going to be about breaking through that fear 
and getting in touch with everyday magic. Getting into doing everyday magic that's simple, that's small, that's natural. And it's definitely not true that only small, natural, simple magic is real or that big formal closed practices are bad or wrong any more than the other way around is true. But even the biggest, fanciest, most deeply traditional and initiatory magical traditions are built on a foundation of simple, everyday magical actions and habits. If you have a suggestion for future show topics, please tag me on any of my social media profiles. Find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook as Bridget Owens Magic and on Twitter as Waxing Soul. Visit BridgetOwens.com for information about my upcoming book release and other spiritual resources, and for expanded versions of the downloadable resources for each episode, as well as access to patron-only Q&A live streams and a monthly Zoom meetup, join the page of podcasts here on my Patreon at patreon.com slash waxingsoul. So to recap so far today... Magic is as much a part of everyday human existence as eating, and it's not as hard as we think. But to really make the shift from that first half of this series where we've been kind of tracking along from wanting the end result of magical practice to what it takes to actually learn to do magic, to practice magic, um, I'm going to look forward into these next three episodes and and what we're going to be getting into Um, which is more of how to master the concept, not how to master it in terms of whatever initiatory tradition or specific paths or whatever that you may have in mind, but in mastering it in terms of getting into a bit more advanced understanding. And this is an important pivot point because the big shift that has to happen is getting from asking what is magic to how does magic work? And not like what happens when you light a candle, what steps that energy takes to cause whatever you're thinking to manifest. Um, if, if you want that kind of understanding, you're not going to get actual truth on that. Like I did an episode a while back on the nature of truth, and that's a good one to refer back to um, if that's the kind of understanding you want. Because, you know, you'll find you'll find an understanding that satisfies you, that makes sense to you, but it will only really be the one for you. It'll be personal truth, not universal truth. But I digress. Uh, we're going to get into the, the kind of understanding here of, you know, once you have the everyday basics, how do you go about using those building blocks to get the magic working for you? So like the stuff that we've talked about so far is the stuff of, Like if we go back to the food metaphor, we've talked about where ingredients come from and the basic, like you could make some simple things like a sandwich or a salad or cook a piece of meat, right? And now we're going to get into the, here's what happens when you apply heat to an ingredient and why we do that. And the key, the key to really getting that understanding is doing magic every day. Like magic is every day. It's mundane. It's common. But also if you're going to be good at it, It has to be habitual. It has to start being woven into your existence and not something you just read books about or listen to podcasts about or poke at on occasion. It has to be taken out of the realm of hypothetical and academic and brought into action, everyday action, everyday practice. I mean, we call it a practice, right? So if you're not doing, you're not practicing. 
If you're not practicing, you're not mastering. So not praying, not wishing, not reading about, not, you know, just actually practicing. But it can be so very simple in practice, you know, mundane and common, right? An affirmation, a lit candle, a crystal in your pocket, intentional small actions as part of your everyday life, which over time are really you practicing and exploring magic and learning from doing. Because here's one more, you know, let's talk about food again. <laughs> and I apologize if I'm making everyone hungry here. <laughs> but if you start out learning to make like a peanut butter sandwich and then a grilled cheese and maybe like a killer tuna salad or something, like eventually once you've got, you know, once you've, you've not just read about cooking or watched Food Network or whatever, but actually cooked, actually practiced, eventually you get to where you can be like, you could look up what goes into sort of what defines a great banh mi and jump in and make one, right? Or you can go straight to like, I'm going to learn the specifics of how to make a banh mi. Um, it's like alternate, alternate approach here. I'll focus on the specific components, get the right ingredients, learn how to pickle the vegetables and what the right spices are to use, get really good at making a banh mi specifically. You could start from there and you won't, you won't be a master of making sandwiches, right? Like you'd be able to make a banh mi, but what about a authentic Philly cheesesteak or a Reuben or a Cubano, like you'd be starting all over to learn how to do those, right? You'd need to go into the specific details again, pick apart the ingredients and the techniques and kind of start from scratch learning it. So if you start with the little things, the everyday, the, the peanut butter sandwiches equivalent of magic, <laughs> you learn basic concepts along the way and you become able to quickly pick up on what goes into other more specific and advanced and specialized things. And most importantly, you become able to create your own thing because you've truly mastered the building blocks. It stops being about how do I do this list of high level things, but I have all the components so I can do anything. But it has to be something that you embrace as part of your daily life to get there. So, so buckle up, everyone. <laughs> the next three episodes are going to level up a bit. And we'll have one more um, live stream Q&A before this is over. So thank you so much to those who submitted questions for the live stream Q&A that we had this past Monday. Um, this is something that's going to be a regular part of my Patreon uh, basic tier, which will launch um, around Litha as will the expanded downloads that I've been putting out, plus a monthly Zoom meetup. And this will be for patrons only after th that launches. So this is a taste of what's coming in that. So if you want to be part of the next invite-only Q&A uh, for this series and to download those resources, um, go to bridgetowens.com slash podcast. And there's a box there for submitting your questions and getting in on that invite list. So can't wait to jump into the final three episodes of the series. And thank you all so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Look for a new episode of Waxing Soul every Thursday. You can find us on BridgetOwens.com slash podcast and wherever you usually listen to podcasts. If you can't find us at your usual podcast spot, drop a message to Bridget at BridgetOwens.com. All materials and resources except the music are copyright Bridget Owens. Music is Dreamcatcher by Kevin McLeod, used under Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International. Find out more at BridgetOwens.com slash podcast. 
Many, many thanks to my readers, listeners, friends, mentors, inspirations, and my family. None of this, of course, happens in a bubble. Until next week, blessed be and be good to yourself.